Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And the next four talks, which is the next four weeks I'm going to be speaking, were talks I gave at the uh, ISCT course in June 2013. And that meeting somewhat unique in that the talks are all uh, eight-minute or nine-minute talks. And uh, I did expand them a bit, but I'll try to keep to the uh, way of thinking about things really very well focused. And my first talk will be on pitfalls in the diagnosis of renal tumors. Or did I miss that? And there's no doubt that one of the most common areas for missing lesions is in the GU tract, be it the kidney, the ureter, or bladder. And a good article and a good discussion by Jonathan Berlin a couple years ago, an extremely common cause or perceptual error in GU radiology is improper technique. And so when we speak about the kidneys and ureters and bladders, there are many reasons we miss things. Sometimes we just don't see them. Sometimes we appreciate a finding but don't really interpret it correctly. And sometimes we miss things just because the technique was wrong, the wrong phases, the wrong reconstructions, many different potential problems. So what we're going to do is look at the sources of pitfalls and misdiagnosis on CT. And there are many ways I can approach it. I like to do things a little bit uh, sort of simply and put things into three different categories, one being the phase of data acquisition, which in a sense is the protocols. Then I'll talk about the image display format, which I've spoken about in many other lectures, but just to remind people about this. Then talking a bit about the rendering technique. So what about the phase of acquisition. These days, with the radiation being such an important issue, we always want to do the study that has the least number of acquisitions, the lowest dose. But again, the key is managing dose and managing diagnostic information. So when you think about the kidney, there is no one phase that's perfect for all patients. Now, each phase, if I would break them up, has advantages and disadvantages. So for example, a non-contrast scan is the best scan for doing renal calculi detection. The truth is in arterial phase imaging, I can see most calculi, but if you're doing a stone protocol in your hospital, you're typically doing a low dose non-contrast CT. But what else does the non-contrast give you? It's ideal for defining the CT attenuation of a suspected renal lesion. And that really allows you to differentiate whether something's a high density renal cyst or in fact, is a tumor. And in fact, even more so, with certain lesions, when they're over 70 Hounsfield units, well-defined and round, that's a high-density renal cyst in 99.9% .9 of cases, and you almost can stop at that point. But here's the challenge without non-contrast. You look at the left kidney, there's a mass. It looks solid. There also looks like maybe enhancement or faint calcifications. And here's one more projection of that. And here's that same lesion on excretory phase, solid, well-defined, looks like faint calcifications within it. And you would have to think that this is a renal cell carcinoma, probably a papillary type, well-defined, not very vascular. But if you would have had a non-contrast CT, you would see the lesion is identical from the non-contrast to arterial to excretory phase. It's a high-density renal cyst, and it's a leave-alone lesion. If you only had a non-contrast CT, you would have solved the problem. Remember, we talk about the fact that 25% of tumors resected are actually benign lesions, and this is one of the causes, the lack of having a non-contrast CT as a baseline. I know it's a challenge. We don't always do non-contrast in the ER setting or many abdominal studies. We go right to contrast. Maybe it's arterial phase. Maybe it's venous phase. Maybe it's a combination. Sometimes you just need to tell the clinician there's a lesion in the kidney. I can't rule out a malignancy, but 
maybe the best thing to do is do a simple non-contrast CT and we can make the determination. Now as dual energy becomes more important in imaging and becomes more available, perhaps this will solve the problems because you could always go back in theory at least and do a virtual non-contrast. So that indeed may prove to be very helpful. Now when I go back to that uh, comment about there's no perfect phases, I can say what's the problem with non-contrast? Well, small tumors are going to be missed. If you go to the ER setting and you have a stone study of hematuria and I see no stone, I'm not going to say it's a normal CT of the kidneys. It's a normal stone study in that I see no opaque stones. But you can easily miss a tumor. A patient with hematuria needs a further workup. And especially with small tumors, you're easily going to miss them. There's no contour abnormalities. Also, acute polynephritis is very easy to miss, and vascular pathologies. So, for example, in this case, hematuria, ER setting, this was negative study. Look at the right kidney. I'll give you the left kidney. Look at the right kidney. Well, look what happens when you give IV contrast. There's a two and a half centimeter hypervascular lesion. This was a papillary renal cell carcinoma. And there it is there, again, early phase imaging and on excretory phase. So both excretory phase and arterial phase would have shown you the lesion well. But look how it's impossible, even in retrospect, to recognize any abnormality in the non-contrast CT. So this is indeed a very, very important thing. So again, let me give that statement. There's no perfect phase. Even the arterial phase is not going to be perfect for small renal masses all of the time. Look at this set of images. Look at the right kidney. Look at about 6 o'clock. It's very subtle change in the cortex. There's a lesion there, but boy, that is really hard to see. Even on the coronals, well, you can see a little bit better on the coronals. There is a rounded one centimeter density, which is a bit tricky. Again, look at the axials again. Now I'm going to circle them for you. There's the lesion. But boy, is that hard to appreciate. And even on these images, maybe you're not certain there's really something there. Well, look at excretory phase. The lesion is indeed very, very obvious. This was a one centimeter or so papillary renal cell carcinoma. Here is the excretory versus the early phase imaging. Boy, look how hard it is to see that pathology. So again, recognize that even with contrast, early phase imaging is indeed not going to be perfect. And we all recognize that information. And here is the coronal view again. Look how easy it is to see on late phase and how difficult it is on early phase imaging. Now we also know that early phase imaging will miss things like transitional cell carcinomas, which are hypovascular. Often you'll see no changes in perfusion. You look at these two kidneys, they enhance perfectly normally. But look carefully at that right kidney and you can see there's a subtle mass. Maybe it's very subtle. I mean, it's really subtle. And perhaps you're not certain, so you'll go from those other axials to coronals. And you see that soft tissue, ill-defined density? Maybe you're not sure what it is. It is kind of funny looking. It's low density. Could it be some type of unusual cyst or some inflammatory thing? Well, look at excretory phase. Look at the destruction of the calyces and the renal pelvis. And if you really want to see this well, go to coronals. Now you see the pelvis being invaded, the calyces upper pole and mid pole being destroyed, and look at it on the 3D. Classic transitional cell carcinoma. Oh so obvious in the right phase, excretory phase, and oh so not obvious on early phase imaging. Now, I mentioned also about polynephritis with non-contrast CT. 
you will miss it in many cases. Now, sometimes you'll see stranding around the kidney and you could be suspicious. Sometimes one kidney is larger or it just looks like a different density. But at the end of the day, you need contrast to definitively diagnose acute polynephritis. Here's early phase imaging and you can see the classic patchy enhancement be it axial imaging on this pelvic kidney or be it in coronal display. And this was a transplant kidney where you can see very nicely the patchy uh, enhancement consists with acute polynephritis. But one thing to remember, if you want the best phase for looking at polynephritis, arterial phase is good most of the time, but it's really the excretory phase, the later phase images that really show that patchy enhancement. Remember the striated nephrogram, all of that work by Bosniak is based on late phase imaging. And so you can see it on early phase sometimes, but you want to be certain you need to get late phase imaging. If I only had one phase, I would do excretory phase. Another example, again, early phase imaging. Look how nicely you can see the patchy enhancement in the left kidney, the minimal stranding. You can see it also very nicely as we go to the coronal uh, display. Now, one of the challenges I've seen lately are vascular pathologies. And we don't think about vascular lesions, and I'm not talking about vascular masses, I'm talking about vascular malformations. You look at the patient's left kidney, look at the right kidney, do you see anything in this patient with gross hematuria? I don't really see anything. Again, let me give you coronals. Do you see anything? And I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy, I'll give you the right kidney. No, I won't give you the right kidney, I'll give you the left kidney. Look at the right kidney. But where is the lesion? Well, look what happens when I give contrast. Look at that vascular lesion. Look at that large AV malformation near the right renal pelvis pushing into the right kidney. Here it is in the coronal display. Look at the size lesion. Look at those vessels you missed. And if you think I'm tricking you, look at the lesions, non-contrast to contrast. It's subtle on the coronal. There is a bulge there. I'll give it to you. Maybe we should have recognized it. But look how easy it is to miss what's a three to four centimeter vascular mass. Here it is with MIP imaging. Now, if you say, well, that's a super rare case, it'll never happen. This example I've shown before in lectures, patient comes in with hematuria, gets a, gets a retrograde study with biopsies at the lower pole of the right kidney. And if we look at this excretory phase imaging, it looks like a soft tissue mass there. And I would agree, it looks like a TCC. But multiple biopsies only gave more blood. We repeated the study. Again, look at the lower pole. And when you go and you do early phase imaging, look at that vascular malformation sitting in the lower pole vessels of the right kidney. Here it is on 3D. Very obvious AV malformation. They were biopsying the AV malformation. What a potential disaster. But one has to admit, on the late phase imaging, it looks like a tumor. You never would have thought about a vascular process. And I've seen a number of these. Here's another case. You see the lower pole calyx looks like a transitional cell carcinoma. Well. I would think the same thing, it's irregular, it's infiltrated, but here we go with the early phase imaging. Look at that vascular malformation, and those irregular vessels are surrounding the calyx, and that's what's causing the problem. Now we also speak about image acquisition, display formats. I think I've said it before, mandatory, 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 axial, coronal, sagittal review. Yes, I like 3D, but the other ones are super mandatory. In this case, you could walk by this left renal mass, maybe on the axial imaging. There's no changes in perfusion. Maybe it's subtle, but you're not going to walk by it on the coronal view. Look how obvious the lesion is. So again, you know, 
Yes, you should have seen it on the arterial phase axial imaging, but boy, it's so easy to see it on the coronals. It also makes the point you need to be very careful when looking at the periphery of the kidney, follow the cortex around. If there's a change in the cortex, there is going to be a lesion present. And finally, another example, a case was read as normal. Look at the right kidney. It looks like the upper pole, and in fact, it is the upper pole, but it's an upper pole mass that's very obvious on the coronal display. So again, the formatting is so key to making the right diagnosis. What else? Well, when you talk about the different uh, formats, I think another thing that we need to think about is just terms of analyzing lesions. And I'll show you a case, and I've seen several cases like this. If you look at this lesion, there's a mass in the kidney. It's kind of cystic. Maybe it's a papillary renal cell carcinoma. Maybe it's a cystic renal cell carcinoma. But there's minimal stranding. But again, stranding can be due to tumors as well. Well, this patient had fever and flank pain. And you really need to think about the possibility of an abscess. This indeed was an abscess. And I've seen the same problem in the liver. I've seen cases of patients with weight loss and fever. And you say, okay, your tumors give weight loss and femurs. And I see a low-density mass, which is necrotic. And I say it's a carcinoma, differential primary hepatoma versus metastasis. Or there's no cirrhosis. So I'll say it's probably just metastasis. Well, it ends up being an abscess. And CT is very good for renal inflammatory disease. And in this case, is low-density lesions and abscess. You can see it better on the delayed phase imaging. You see the perfusion changes in the kidney, the stranding, the rim around the kidney. Now, again, if you look at these images and you say to me, this is a necrotic renal cell carcinoma, there's some nodes in the left periodic region, I could not disagree or I can disagree but I might not win the argument even on the coronal views so I think it's very important to keep in mind that possibility in a febrile patient you really want to be thinking about the possibility of an abscess worst case mention it call the referring physician and they'll do your analysis and you'll be able to be the, the hero in that case so again infection and tumor can overlap and that's something a story we see in many different organs so hopefully I've gone through a number of different comments with you. I tried to be very brief. This was not a one-hour lecture, but showing you some of the great pitfalls. Again, design the right protocols. Multiple phases are necessary. Each phase has advantages and disadvantages. Look at things in multiple planes. Coronal and sagittals are not an option. Most scanners now that technologists can do the coronals and sagittals on the scanner and send them to you on the workstation. That may be the easiest way of doing things. It doesn't take any more time from the radiologist. Uh, when you get fast at it, it actually saves you time, but surely increases your accuracy. And again, the entire process, recognizing where pitfalls are, where the challenges are, where the mistakes happen, is really the first giant step to overcoming those mistakes. And with that, have a great day.